And there it is. It's your boy, again, Eduardo Jackson, founder, creator, Cinema Draft. The game, the fever, the obsession, what everyone's talking about, at least in my circles around the way. What is Cinema Draft? It is where daily fantasy sports meets the movies. But instead of drafting athletes from teams, you are drafting actors from movies. And how their movies perform at the North American box office, you earn points to compete against your friends and others to win cash prizes. And we'll get into all that later. It is this time of the podcast where I introduce our guest, coming back, round two, fight, 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 Kevin Garnett, working black writer, TM, in Hollywood, and our, there he is, the, the Chalky Cardinal himself. That's right. <laughs> and Cardinal. also, G. Nice, writer, education administrator extraordinaire, Asia provocateur, going <laughs> by his avatar only. Say what's up to the people, G. Nice. <laughs> Great. Wow. Or don't. Okay. I actually like this better with him saying nothing. Let's give it up for Gina. His first silent pod. I'm with it. <laughs> we were supposed we may be joined midstream by our, our normal co-host, uh, Peter Vogt, lead designer of Cinema Draft the Game. Uh, he is right now busy handling some business over in lovely western Idaho. So if he jumps in, he jumps in. If he doesn't, Drinking game for you, Peter. Uh, what should what should be our drinking game this week? Should it be chocolate cardinal, Kevin? I'll I can definitely work in some chocolate cardinals this week. Um, I'm not drink, sure what drink, else. Drink. What else is there? We'll figure it out <laughs> as we go. So, on. As we go along. That's right. So anyways, you know, we're just going to get into one of my favorite segments, you know, which we usually kick out the show with, which is what I'm watching. And it, really, it was going to be Peter's going to go first, but he's not here. So I will kick it off. And I just want to talk about Deepwater Horizon. Well, first of all, even before all of that, we, almost as a rule of thumb, since we do tape this on Tuesdays, almost, you know, as, as habit, I'm just going to always mention Atlanta because, my God, that show brought the heat again. I'm not going to spoil it because I know, you know, our WBW hasn't hasn't watched it yet. But right. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, that, that shit is, is funny every single week. Oh, are you back? Are you speaking now, G-Nice? What's up, what's up? What's up, people? Did you do an intro? Greg Lice is here. Clap, clap, <laughs> yes, yes. We, we clapped up for your first sound the, the sound of one hand clapping. <laughs> one firm hand clapping. But listen, can, I want to. Did we talk about what we ate for breakfast this morning? Can we say that? That's not this. This is if a that's what podcast. you're watching. Sure. Oh, we're doing what we're watching. Did you say Atlanta yet? As a rule of thumb, Atlanta's going to always lead off the show because we take these on Tuesday nights. I just saw tonight's episode. It is lit AF. And for and considering that it is my birthday, yes, it's my birthday. Yay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, one of the most inconsequential birthdays, 41, whatever. <laughs> but um, it, I mean, considering I'm not in one of my favorite cities, which is Atlanta, and I'm not in the club, which I might be during my birthday in Atlanta, this episode was all about the club. So enjoy everyone at home when you see Atlanta, if you haven't seen it already. Actually, you probably will by the time you see this podcast, hear this podcast. But I really enjoyed it. It was almost as if I was in Atlanta celebrating my birthday. My birthday. Nice. Yeah. So anyways, back to what I'm watching. I was just, just going to say a little something about Deepwater Horizon. Greg, I know you want to say something. G-Nice. About Deepwater Horizon? About the guy who directed <laughs> Deepwater Horizon. Who, who, who in your school's illustrious history could it be? <laughs> Tyler Perry. Your school? Oh, 
The oh, other school. Yeah, no, the other school. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, that's what's his name? It could be a long podcast, man. <laughs> the heroin addict. <laughs> Peter Berg. Pete yes. Berg. Pete Berg. Pete, listen, that's Pete slander. Berg, Pete Berg might be a heroin addict, but Pete Berg. <laughs> Is, Allegedly. Not probably. The views not. of G Nice do not reflect those of Cinema Draft LLC. Cannot be held responsible. Dude, no sh- Listen, half of the school are heroin addicts. I'm fine with that. He Allegedly. is. Nope. Nope. Pretty, pretty sure. Uh, he is really good. He got really, really good. Yeah. He's always been solid. He's always been good. He's always been good, but he got kind of awesome. And like, he's got a style now where you can actually watch the show or watch what it is. You can be like, that's probably Pete Burke. He's got that. And he's and, got, you know, I was just going to say he's, I mean, in case in point is Deepwater Horizon because I had my biases. And once again, I put up a review. You can find my reviews under the, the nom de plume of the real deal over French. at. Hashtag French. Hashtag French. Uh, at <laughs> medium.com slash at cinema draft. And basically, I, I gave it four reels. I, I'll be honest with you because for what it does, for what it is, I went into it thinking it's going to be this, you know, this disaster flick, and I was not here to be, you know, making entertainment out of, of a real-life tragedy, nor was I going to be here for anyone ma- exonerating BP in the slightest, and it doesn't do any of that stuff. It's really good, and I, and the, I think I wrote in the review, he's almost as if Michael Bay had a soul. It's amazing <laughs> what he does. Like, you know, seriously, it's a really, it's a really good film, and you guys should check it out. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what he's done that's really, like, awesome. Lone he's Survivor? Always- you didn't like that? Lone Survivor was very good. It was, it was good. a lot of, a lot of shooting and running through the woods, but it was. Yeah. Good. Like, no, but, but he, he's kind of mastered that milieu, though. Of like the, he, I mean, he he usually handles like a fairly big budget, but he doesn't. I mean, it's just it's not always filler. Like Michael Bay, I mean, and I love like half you know, of it is for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, well, and there's there are also some other urban legends going around Hollywood about Michael Bay, which I'm sure our WBW might have heard of, but whatever. I know nothing. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna nothing. I, Go ahead. You hear nothing? Okay. Well, some 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 onset scuttlebutt as an extra. I used to hear. Anyways, uh, but no. But he's like Michael Bay had a soul. Like he gets the same. He'll he'll take the same budget Michael Bay will get. He'll blow up the same amount of shit Michael Bay does. But somehow, god dang, he'll find a story or some characters for you to hook hook into and and emotionally make you you know connected mm-hmm. to the story. There were audible sobs in the damn theater on really? a Saturday afternoon in a movie that's been out for like four weeks. I mean, give me a break. Sobs, people crying. It was moving. That's impressive. The kingdom was good. The kingdom was good. Kingdom was very good. I enjoyed Hancock, the kingdom. Jamie Foxx, right? Hancock was good, except they got weird. But it was good for a while. It was good the whole way through. That last third yeah, was pretty weird, though. Yeah, I, mean, I don't remember that. But here's a here's a problem yeah. I have. Quick little offshoot. Please, I, I love David Fincher. Period. What? Well, that's true, but <laughs> we'll talk about him later. The point is. There's a I lot told of you, I told you I could predict your movie. You're so predictable. Boom. Got it. Yeah. There's, a, uh, there's this trend lately of making movies out of things that just happened like five minutes ago, be it Deepwater okay. Horizon or whatever. And I think the problem with that is that you don't have the perspective. You want to rush to put out something quickly, but like take Munich, for example. Okay. Great movie. The end of the movie, you end on this shot of the Twin Towers in New York, and then it fades to a modern-day setting where the towers are gone, and it kind of speaks to the fact that this sort of revenge... What's that? Does it? I don't remember that. It does. But it speaks to the fact that this sort of, like, eye-for-an-eye revenge sort of thing with terrorism ultimately doesn't work. Oh wow! I, I totally forgot about that part. But that—I well, don't remember that. I think you just made that up. 
It's at the no, end. Of the movie. Yeah, the, yeah, he's, he's obviously yeah. made notes and prepared for this. Nothing. That's that's not even in my notes. That's just uh, impromptu. That's just different. Uh, cardinal action. Oh, there it is. Okay, well, that. Well, wait. Can I would say so? The truth of the matter is, I actually, I think, I. I feel that way, but I feel that way about biopics. I feel yeah. like biopics, the biggest mistake we make our biopics is when the person is still like still alive. When no, when, honestly, you need time. That's why that's why Trade Eye Compton was good. Because it was like 20 years. You were like, we grew up with it, but it's like it, there was enough space where it wasn't like, oh, I just I mean, I feel like uh what was the George Bush one? Dude was still in office. It doesn't make any sense to do this weird caricature on the side. Like, mm-hmm. Ray was good because of all this space. I didn't know enough about Ray. I, I, I didn't grow up during that time, so I didn't know him. So it felt like a movie. It felt like I was learning something. It's like, mm-hmm. a, what's, what's the movie that they shot? Uh, oh, Ali. Like, mm-hmm. shot for shot. It was there. And then meanwhile, they had the documentary going right next to it. Uh, Rumble, the, it? When We Were Kings? Yeah. It's like, you can't tell me that no matter how cool that shot's going to be, it's not better than the actual footage. <laughs> There's too much space. You gotta you gotta give it time. You gotta let it breathe. Let that story t- turn into something real. Otherwise, I, I feel agree. like you're just you're like his impression of George Bush was just like a weird caricature when the guy's right there. Right, you're talking about the Will Ferrell thing, yes? No, I'm talking about uh, the dude from Goonies. Um, what? The dude from Goonies? Kind of no country for old men. He's got a super hot wife. He beats. Henry uh, Thomas? Uh, no. Beats? I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. Okay. You're talking about, you're talking okay. about Brolin? James Brolin? That's the dude. Boom. Look, oh, Brolin. Yeah, Brolin. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Okay. Are we off the rails yet, Ed? Uh, yeah, we're off the rails. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be screaming but, Josh Brolin in the next room. No, no, your, your point's well taken, but this is what this is one thing that kind of surprised me about Deepwater Horizon because I remember being super pissed when this stuff went down, uh, mostly because uh, <clears throat> most because it was, I mean, I, it seemed like corporate malfeasance of the highest order, it polluted, you know, Louisiana and, and all this sort of stuff, and it it kind of it kind of shocked me that that thing was actually six years ago. That happened in like January of like. 2010 or something wow. so it's i mean not not saying that's like a lot of time but mm-hmm. it definitely was time enough for everyone to get their story straight to i mean just yeah, i mean you that story's over you know what i mean like that story's still like i six six years to me thank you Why no, no, you no, six, six years is six years really isn't anything <laughs> thank you myrtle interruption uh but you know, as far as this story Delicious. goes, I mean, let, let's be real. How often do you think of the Louisiana coastline? Not very often, except for a hurricane. How often do you think about, about BP? BP doesn't even exist, exist anymore. They, like, melded into or changed your name into something else. So it's like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's. I'm not saying the story is over, but it it's pretty much been buttoned up as far as, like, nobody, you know, people who got uh, indicted did not get go to jail you know, or charges were dismissed, whatever. The coastline's totally wrecked. People, you know, are having to find, you know, different types of jobs and work and stuff, you know, offshore you know, drilling is, is, is still a thing. So it's almost like it, it happened and then it was like a blip on our cultural, uh, on our on our environmental, you know, consciousness kind of kept on going, which is sad. So I'm glad this movie came out. I'm glad Peter Berg did his thing. It's a really Peter good Berg. flick. I enjoyed it. Hashtag McConaughey. Peter Berg the God. Uh, the other one I, I saw that, and this is pretty much all I've, you know, I'm watching really, was The Accountant. And I called that shit. I well, called it almost. I was wrong. Sorry. I'm sorry. I just gotta catch up here. Do you? Are you going skateboarding? 
Me? <laughs> oh, you're talking about... <laughs> wow. The Shade. Wait, the shade. Wait, Why don't we have wait, a podcast, you nice? Wait, wait did, did, I, did you guys discuss know? this when I wasn't here? No, give you buck. We did not discuss this. <laughs> is this is this the birthday present? You're going to go skateboarding? <laughs> Come on, first of all, first of all, I've been wearing I've been wearing uh, elbow pads for years. Ever since my online poker stints, when I was all about maximizing you know ergonomical comfort. Shoot, I'm still I'm still in my my online grinding chair, the Serta chair, the the one literally made out of sofa cushions. I am you know so I just this is how I work. I got pointy elbows. I'm in my chair for long periods of time. Hate on hater. <laughs> I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I want to get some for next week. <laughs> Solidarity. <laughs> Which we cannot, which we won't be able to see behind. This is the true. You just have to trust me. You, know? you can put you can put elbow pads on the avatar. It's just, <laughs> good. Boom! There you got. Photoshop. Photoshop. Well, anyways, the accountant. It was. I mean, somewhere Jay Devlin will be listening to this in the next twenty four hours. He'll be fuming, fuming. He actually called when we were uh, uh, getting started. Uh, I don't know if he wanted to jump on the podcast. Or what he actually records his own podcast, mostly sports podcast, which I was honored to be a guest. I shall actually be on there next week. Go uh, Bulls. Uh, <laughs> Go Bulls. Uh, fellow fans, I will be on there, the mostly sports podcast next week. I believe they tape from six to eight. I'll most likely probably be in the second second hour. Anyways, um, he, uh, he we we had side bets going. I actually lost a side bet uh, only because uh, the girl on the train grossed about twelve million, eleven point nine or whatever. You know, it was within fifteen million of the account, but the account did overperform. All these bullshit sixteen million, seventeen million projections. Nah, son, twenty four point seven. What? So yeah, that was that's been just nonstop chatter in our group texts, in our in our league of extraordinary gentlemen talk about uh, about cinema draft. They're just hot over over the account overperforming. Nice. Did the girl? Did the at the end of the girl? Did the girl eventually get off the train? <laughs> I'm not spoiling it. No, you you, you got to go see it, Greg. Got to go see it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably never gonna happen. I know because Emily Blunt is is my boo, not your. No, she's... that's that's what I'm watching. That's what I'm watching. What are y'all oh. watching? G nice. Uh, I watched the first twelve minutes of West. Whatever that's called, Westworld. Westworld. Oh, what do you think? Um, I was very sleepy, so not much. Here's <laughs> the thing: I think James Marsden does a good job consistently, but I can't help but to always think he's the Cyclops that got done dirty in that movie. And ever since then, I, it always annoys me. They did Cyclops so dirty in that movie, and then he also <laughs> makes. Yeah, well, you you lay him to Cyclops. I think he's just like, like a living Ken doll. <laughs> well, I always think about that weird movie he did way back when, uh, Gossip. That movie made no sense, but I just remember him as Gossip. Do you guys remember that movie? Nope. Nope. Was, nope. nope. Was it good? All on a G-Nice Island. Okay, so you watched 12 minutes of what? I watched 12 minutes. I thought it seemed interesting. I like It's What's-His-Name's brother wrote it. That's cool. Uh, Chris Nolan. Nolan. Yeah, or Jonah, Jonathan. Jonathan Nolan, so. yeah. But yeah, didn't, no, he's, he's legit. He did yeah, he interest. That was a low-key good show. Is it? But... Isn't he also the guy he the Momenta was based on his short story, right? He did a bunch of shit for his brother. He's written a couple of co-written a couple of things with Nolan, with his brother. Nolan seems like the angriest man on the planet, but his brother seems like he's got like love in his life. <laughs> uh oh, who's getting pissed right now? Who is getting remember run? A chocolate cargo drink. Yeah. Uh, so have have you seen anything like around town? Like have you like read some like some early development scripts, whatever, of Jonah Nolan? I have not read any of their stuff. Uh, okay. Loved Memento, loved 
pretty much all of Christopher Nolan's stuff. That following, one was, following was good. To British people, too many British people. Well, I don't know what that is. The one with Pacino and it was like daylight. Yeah, that was that was that was weird. It was like looked cool, but the movie itself was the story itself was like whatever. That yeah, that fell a little flat. But obviously, the Batman stuff is off the chain. Uh, what is that movie called? Not Unfaithful. It's called uh, what was it called? Robin Williams is in it, and it's light all the time. There's no way to find oh, out. Insomnia. Is this Insomnia? I think it's Insomnia, the one where he's in Alaska yeah, yeah. and he can't yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was interesting. I liked that. It looked cool, but it wasn't. The story was like, whatever. I feel the same way about The Magician one. Oh, um, it was either The Prestige, the Prestige or... Yeah, Prestige was yeah I was like... I enjoyed it. I it was fun. No, it wasn't fun. It was... You sort of respect it. it. No, stop. Don't lie to you. This is a podcast. Be honest. You don't <laughs> have to do that. You this is a have... confessional booth. You don't have to be honest on a podcast. This is a safe space. It's a safe space. You can lie throughout an entire podcast. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, no triggering. You're safe. Safe space. Okay. I, okay, saw, so, I caught up. I also so I saw the first 12 minutes of West thing. It seems interesting. Yes, um, it is. I, 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 this is going to sound terrible. I don't love the lady. Whatever. Um, oh, um, uh, Tandy, Tandy Newton? Or no, Tandy I do Newton. like Tandy Newton. Although Tandy Newton is super hot. But you always want, like, a cooler performance from her. I never feel like she's like, oh, you killed it. You're always like, oh, you're hot. You know what I mean? Well, hey, <laughs> and, and, and spoiler, teaser alert, she gets naked in the second episode, I think, third episode. Well, that makes me want to watch it even more. So I, <laughs> for, for, like, ten minutes, so, you know. That is fantastic. Get on your job. <laughs> um, that's, I, here's the thing about HBO stuff. I love, I lo- I love all right, – Showtime, Showtime's worse. It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic and so absolutely unnecessary i don't know how you get away with it because it just there's no there's not, there's i haven't seen the scene but i promise you there's no reason she should be naked for 10 minutes <laughs> except that we're all horny bastards and it's awesome but i don't know i don't know how you i don't know i don't know how you commit like when you write it you're like eh. that's right get all this out um, Guilty as charged. But Here's my 11.99 like, like, or whatever it is each month like californication is the best example it's perfect Toxic. It's per- but it's it's perfect. She's, there's titties everywhere, and every single scene. Turn for it, and there's there's it's fantastic. But it's like so. It's like this small. You know, it's like we're it's it's the simplest, the lowest common denominator. It's really really done so well. But the truth is, like half those chicks don't need to be naked. They don't. I, God bless them. But it's you know, <laughs> like, like they don't. They don't. It's totally gratuitous, and I love every second of it. But I don't know how we get to that point where it happens. And now I get you just think if the show's on HBO or something like that, and they don't get naked, fuck them. You know what I mean? Like, how, do you, how dare you say no? Like the chick in Game of Thrones, stop that nonsense. Get naked how, already. How dare you say no? That's that's what you just said. But I'm what I'm saying, like, no, it's so wrong and it's so right all at the same time. But it's so wrong. You know what I'm saying? I, don't act like you don't do this. Don't act like no, you don't. No, no, you nailed on the head. We're talking about it. That's the first step. So, many of problem is the first step. All right. So the other thing is, I caught up on Atlanta, except for the most recent one, Which and I still, the- yeah, I guess I, I still yeah. don't love the girl. I mean, I know the scene. I know the most recent. Um, the most recent. Uh, Kevin, are you caught up? I haven't seen the one tonight, but I've seen up into the B A N episode. So you saw the one where she goes out and gets fired and all this stuff. What? Yeah, I saw that. One. <laughs> yeah, I actually wait, had a moment of wait, like, oh, was that, wait, wait, dude, that's our film. That was acting. You killed it. Let's, that was kill it. Let's do one more for just for for uh, 
Safety. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I Why don't you love the girl, though? Why don't you love the girl? Yeah. Because she, I thought she was excellent. I thought the whole and, thing just was And excellent. she killed in the, in the episode that they basically gave her, which was Value, I think it was called, or yeah. something like that. She, yeah, it was Value. That's right. She killed. You didn't like it, G-Nice. No, she's okay. She's good. I mean, the episode helped. It gave her depth. It gave her... She was less annoying. Um, is, is there a slap in the face uh, sound effect? We can... What the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> but it's a really... I, I'm a, I, I enjoy the show very much. I, I don't love... Um, uh, Danny Glover. No, that's not it. <laughs> No, Danny Glover is not wow. the disrespect. This man is just changing. No, here's the thing. I've said this before. Danny Glover. I totally respect his game, and I think he's super talented. I do. I think he's super talented. I think what he's doing is awesome, and I think he deserves all the props. I didn't love him in Community. It's hard to get past that in my head, but I think he's doing a really good job here. I think his boy, Paper Boy, is awesome. I think he steals scenes left and right. Mm. Well, yeah, at least, at least that's one thing that everyone can pretty much agree upon. Because I know on the Watch podcast, Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan, whatever, the biggest, you know, Atlanta super fans that are probably out there uh, who are, who are you know, non-black. <laughs> and they <laughs> love, love, love Brian Tyree Henry. They, they swear. And yeah. if you, and that motherfucker does not play basketball, though. That was so no. clear. No. no. <laughs> that, and Chris Ryan was had weird. Too. Yeah, um, it was just, like, so awkward. I don't know if you guys watched Vice Principals at all, but he was yes. also in that and did a great job. Wait, hold on. He was Paperboy was in Vice Principals. Who was Paperboy was the ex-husband or the separated husband of the principal. Oh wow! I did not get that far. Thanks for spoiling, Jackass. I totally you weren't gonna yeah, watch that. You're you not gonna watch. I've watched the first two. Principal. I've watched the first two. That, that's why I used to. That's why I used to call you and your your associate uh, J.K. I used to call you guys Vice Principals. It was, it was a situation, similar situation. You guys were, you know, dueling vice principals who were somewhat up for a job. I'm like, why don't you guys just tear each other apart? You had liked each other. How boring is that? Uh, I got lost along the way there. JK? What? Never mind. Okay, we're trying, I'm trying to give you a layer of anonymity to you. <laughs> no, I do, I do. I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out who JK is. Um, You're a former vice principal. Okay, never mind. We're, we're keeping this moving. Anyways, yes, Atlanta's the shit. Uh, anything you want to shout out that you're watching, uh, KG? Uh, you guys have pretty much covered it. I'm, um, I watched the Westworld pilot, liked it a lot. I stumped two episodes behind. I got um, divorce and divorce and better things. Oh, I saw that. Um, I saw the pilot randomly. I have them on. Divorce or better things? I saw both of those pilots randomly. I told you, oh, I thought better things were going to be different. I'm watching both yes, shows, but I like one a lot more than the other. Better things yes, you like better than divorce. I do, actually. Yeah, without even seeing divorce, I'd know that I like it less than the other one. But I'll watch it. Just as, but also, I want to say what I'm listening to is the Solange album, which ah. Greg will not necessarily testify to, but it's pretty great. <laughs> I yeah. enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And you're laughing because you have no knowledge of these things. No, I have. I have. I have heard many people tell me it's awesome. I don't care. He, he, he distrusts the, the body politic. That's all it is. He distrusts popular opinion. Trust me. <laughs> well, you know, that's his loss. I am listening yeah. to, I right now am listening to a lot of Prince records. Thank you very much. Very good. You should be listening to Anderson Pock. You should be listening to his, his Chance stuff, the his, Rapper. Chance the Rapper is fucking great. 
Uh, <laughs> but, Why, uh, maybe. Kid, that maybe. No, that but he's no, also no. super... T- Dude, that album is so strangely good. It's like... Why is it strangely good? Because it's not... That's not normal. It's like, like a gospel this, rap album. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a gospel album. He like says like cool uh-huh. shit. He's like got this cool... Uh-huh. He can sort of sing. It's like the production, the, the people behind him, were, it's like real musicians. He seems so comfortable with who he is, and that's really exciting. Well, I don't know why. Had you listened to 10 Day mixtape or Acid Rap or Are we talking about Experiment? Pop? No, we're talking about Chance the Rapper. Had I you think. listened to his body of work before this, you would not be shocked by uh, the greatness. He's good. Uh, <laughs> Anderson Park is okay. I thought he was fantastic on Compton. I think all his solo stuff is artsy artsy, which is cool. But it's Dre was like, yo, dude, do this. And he's like, okay. And it was really good. But his, like, he even has, uh, there's some song with Mac Miller, who I do not really deal with, that he did that's really good. He has another song with uh, Damo Genesis from Odd Future Wolfgang Kill 'Em All. That's really good as well. <laughs> uh, you just played yourself. Uh, <laughs> really, if you listen to the song, Dapper, you would know. Okay. Can I say about right, divorce? Because well, <laughs> you started saying things that were silly. Real quick. Edward. Divorce? Wait, you guys, neither one of you watched it. No. I, no, I've watched it. I've oh, seen it. Uh, Here's the episodes. problem with I'll Divorce. Ready? This is, is the, it's the same problem with Sex in the City. Oh, she is an awful human being. Her face? She is awful. Honest to God. How can you... How can you... She's, she's so unlikable to me. She seems so entitled and selfish and just yucky. There's nothing sweet about her, ever. So then I think to myself, why would anyone want to be with her? And then I just can't, can't take the thing seriously. And then the funny thing is that she's generally received, and I think I'm fine with her. I think, you know, she's generally received as a bit of, of like, you know, America's sweetheart to an extent or whatever. Like, everyone loves How? How is that possible? Square pegs. Is that, is that residual square pegs love? <laughs> something. It's something. I mean, I'm, I'm, I see her on the talk show. She's charming. She, you know, she seems like she has a fabulous life. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. What I think is really funny is that there is a very virulent part of uh, the world, or especially the internet, that just can't stand her, hates everything she's in, and so that actually really informs her character on divorce because we're not supposed to like her. She is terrible. She's flighty. She's, you know, got this midlife crisis and she's gonna blow up her twenty-year marriage, whatever, because she's an idiot. I don't like her. I'm not particularly in love with the premise of of the show, but I'm interested mostly because of Thomas Hayden Church. He is. He is not he is not subtle though. Sometimes I feel like, dude, he yeah. blows scenes up. He like just destroys the scenes, and you're like, I don't know what the hell just happened. You just came in with a very big voice and made a big statement, and all of a sudden it's over. Well, it's, it's like, not a good show, but it's it's watchable so far. And and if if I ever get like if if I ever get too busy or too many new good shows come out, or I'm stuck on a couple of Netflix binges, I could easily see it falling by the wayside. But for now, mm-hmm. it's watchable. I'm I'm intrigued. I was my one of my plans was to watch. Uh, I have not started Cage yet. And one of my plans, one of my plans it's was the to watch, you'll ever see. <laughs> one of my plans was to watch yeah. it outside my house, outside with a bunch of people. It's gonna be really cool. We're gonna screen it up. To, somebody, I'm not naming names, but somebody oh, no. very close to this moment fucked it all up. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> Wait, what? You can't watch shows outside anymore? That's well, I had I had this whole plan put together, then somebody I, I can't remember who it was, but they got super selfish and fucked it all up. So I have not started. <laughs> 
And I'm yeah. probably gonna start, but I don't have. I just I want to. If, like, if you do an episode outside while I'm out there, because you know I'm, I'm be out there next week, right? I want I want to stop by for an episode. That might. Be oh, fun. if you come, I'll wait. I want to do it outside. I want to do the pilot. Blame others. Vote for Trump. Let's <laughs> not steer this politically either. <laughs> oh yeah, we stay away from politics on the podcast. Oh, yeah, although I'm pretty sure we know who we're all voting for. Uh, <laughs> no, yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll be there next week. I'll be there next week. It's it's all good. I'll hit you up later. Um, pretty much that Wednesday through through Saturday, shaking my tin cup. Time to get some money, man. Get some traction, get some money. With any luck, hopefully we'll be on Product Hunt by the time people see this podcast. So, and that should. Are you, how are you gonna get? Uh, how, are you, how are you gonna get? Are you gonna skateboard? Am I what? <laughs> what? No, we're gonna. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skateboard for it. I'm a. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, there's like some investor summit over in Santa Monica. Um, I think I might have a couple of other outside meetings. If y'all know any rich folk, you know, who are ready to buy into the DraftKings of, of Hollywood, holla at your boy, because we're making it happen. And let's get to this week's topic before this becomes another Eternacast. Uh, this week's topic <laughs> is birthday movies. Um, this might be our shortest topic ever because I'm having a hard time sourcing anything decent. <laughs> and why is it why is it birthdays this week? Uh, Lord. Because yeah, if, if, if we missed at the top of the the show, which I'm pretty sure we did, uh, it is my birthday today. <laughs> Yay! 41. Oh yeah, we did say that, but you know. Yes, yes. Worth yes, repeating. Man. Worth repeating. That's right, and and actually, it's when I, I mentioned also at the top of the show, which I think Greg missed anyways, was <laughs> that it's one of the more inconsequential birthdays, mostly because you know what do you do for forty one? Plus, also I worked all damn day. That's how much I love this game. So here we are, and actually, I'm and we actually I am buttoning this up so I can make a late late show of Kevin Hart's new movie. Um, what is it? what next or what now? What or, now? What next? What, the fuck? what now? <laughs> So is that is that is that your first pick <laughs> for birthday movies? No, I I certainly hope not. I don't know. So actually, maybe maybe we should change the rules of this one. No, don't make no rules. There are no rules. Just make your pick. We have. To I was gonna. I was, no, no, no. I was gonna say. No, let me explain to the people following on the pod at home. No, basically. those people need we, to make We're, gonna, we're gonna draft three birthday movies each. You know, uh, we're gonna alternate picks. I'm gonna go. Then I guess uh, since you were late, Greg, you go last. I'm gonna what? go. Then. <laughs> And G Nice is gonna go, uh, and and once someone picks a movie, it's off the board. It cannot be repicked. So there might be a little element of strategy to this game. And basically, I'm going to say for our topic or our, our of our top three birthday movies, it can be anything with a birthday scene in it, because we're really there should sure. be there should be no, there should be no rule. You should interpret it the way you interpret it. Oh, Says well, we, the we, 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 yeah yeah. <laughs> We we kind of tried doing that uh, in our very first pod uh, since he's not here. Worked to out. That worked out wonderfully. Uh, no, no, seriously. Since he's not here to defend himself, I'll kick him while he's down. Peter, we were talking rom coms. We were you know going along, humming along fine, and for some reason he picked. You said boomerang. Titanic <laughs> as a rom com. <laughs> Oh, what are you talking? About? His day, his voice will give him shit about it. So that's mm. awesome. Yeah, but that could be justified as a as a rom com. Under by who? I never saw it, and I know that was not funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's funny moments, and she gets legged. Boom. That's not funny. That's not a rom. Okay, you know. What? All right. So, anyways, I'm gonna start this off as Genius continues to, to attempt to derail us into cultural. Concepts. I'm gonna predict this on the side. Go. <laughs> 
all right. Uh, and the the one the easiest one that's out there, I'm actually going to skip because I'm not that big a fan of the movie. So I'm going to leave that for y'all. You are uh, living, you're I'm living going on to... the internet. You can't research this stuff. This should be natural, no? Yeah, no. Yeah, like you can think of three movies with birthday scenes in it. I, mean, I, I can. Yes, that is correct. Okay, thank you, Encyclopedia Brown. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, this is kind of old school, whatever, I don't care. Um, oh, and I got, and now I see what I'm going to go for my third pick, too. Uh, City Slickers, you know, they go off on, on this whole ranching thing as, as like a birthday present. You know, Billy Chris, I mean, honestly, Billy Crystal isn't that funny. He's just not. He never has been. <laughs> all set up. He, he peaked in with, with when Harry Met Sally, which is an all-time all classic. Set up. He is very funny. Classic. He's, very he's, funny. Not, he's not funny, but he's this is funny. actually a pretty funny movie. And it's part of question, which I hate. And it had all these elements, which I'm not usually there for, but I was there for it. I was young, you know, what impressionable, whatever. But I enjoyed it. <laughs> there you go, City Slickers. City Slickers is a great movie. Billy Crystal is very funny at times. What's that movie he does with Gregory Hines and their cops? Oh, uh, always um, run, running scared. He was fucking great in that. Running scared, yeah. Yeah, wow, that's such an '80s movie right there. That was a I good movie. They did a really good job, and he was great in the Princess Bride. He, he was. was mostly dead. Mostly dead. He was great. <laughs> All right, so you're up, Kevin. I, I, I took it off the board. Uh, City uh, I know Kevin's. My pick, as Greg would probably predict, a David Fincher movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the game. The game. <laughs> great movie. Michael Douglas. Uh, great premise. He's taken on this journey, as you all have probably seen it. If you haven't, it's definitely worth checking out. And this whole charade, and he's he's. It's like the worst. His brother is Sean Penn, right? I believe so, yes. Worst birthday gift ever. Basically screws <laughs> up his whole life for a joke. <laughs> Without a death for a prank. Yes. But it was that movie's fantastic. And it's David Fincher, it's totally dark for no reason. And it's really good and it's fun. And it's like Wasn't that the movie that put Fincher on the map? Uh I'm trying to think. As he that was like, I want to say that was like 97 or, oh no, he seven, did, he did seven, seven was before that, seven yeah. Before that. You're right, you're right, yeah. It was like what Alien was it? 3. Was seven before that? No, seven was after that. I think it was Alien 3, then seven. Then. No, no, that's right. did Alien 3? Yeah, he did Alien wow. 3. That's why it's so fucking dark. But <laughs> it's also really, really good. And you know what? Seven is a fucking great movie. Seven is amazing. I don't think there's a birthday in it, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys obviously skipped this, but this is the quintessential movie. Go ahead, uh, I'm waiting for it. It's from it is, Arizona, it is, I'm sure. Sixteen Candles is a fantastic. There it is, Johnny. Movie. It's simple and sweet, and Molly Ringwald is like charming in it. And what's the dude? Uh, uh, he grew up to be uh, no, not John Carter. The other dude. Um, Matt's got three names: Hall, something Hall, Michael oh, Anthony Hall. Hall. Yeah, he's great in that movie. He's funny. And you have the sweet scene at the end where they're sitting on the table and they have their candy or their cake. There's great scenes. I want to say there's movie in that movie too. Uh, I think there's that shot of the drunk girl. Do you guys remember this? It's his girlfriend. Mm, no. Mm. There's a super, super racist long, young duck dog. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That's why I didn't pick oh, yeah. I, I, Even back then, I couldn't get with the casual racism. <laughs> it was like, crazy over the top, and it was totally <laughs> wrong. But it's still a really good movie. And it's just, it's one of those movies that's very 80s, very simple, and there's like a lot of shots that nothing happens. But it's totally one of those movies. The best rom coms in the world are the ones that end with this sort of satisfying moment, but it's not cheesy. 
It's just like clean and sweet, and they're sitting on the table. It's a good shot, and they drive away in a Porsche. Boom, done. <laughs> okay, yes. yes. Uh, of it. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Wrapped in humor. Ha <laughs> yes. ha. Uh, okay, so, I'm, so my next one is going to be uh, my second pick. Uh, it's two of three. Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'm 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 taking off the board. Old school. There's a birthday in there. I'm like I'm like 100 percent right now. We're going streaking. Great movie. Frank the Tank. Hilarious movie. Yes. I mean, what what more needs to be said? If you haven't seen it, then you got a problem with yourself. It's just it's a great movie, cult classic. I mean, it's and I don't know where or how or why this dude has become like our cultural avatar for just really dope man-child fun shit but will ferrell man every i mean mm-hmm. he'll 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 go away for like maybe three or four years just do you know some weird stuff maybe take a, a cable dramatic turn or whatever but they'll come back with some really dope cult consciousness you know cult, cult culture shit cult culture is that even anyways uh, cult classic there we go so he'll come back with some cult classic stuff that's like wow like you really i mean Step Brothers, uh mm-hmm. talladega nights i mean it's almost like clockwork. Every three years, he does. He's pretty nice stuff. Every three years, he's gonna do something that makes you like, "Oh my God, you're you're really the man." So I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of old school. I, I I don't think I've seen it enough. I need to see it again. Maybe I'll throw that on my birthday weekend list of things to watch this weekend. But old school can't go wrong. Old school is a really good movie. I will say this though. Do you guys think old school? Like when you say Talladega, like Will Ferrell is fucking hilarious. And Talladega Nights was just like one long improv, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so funny, and it just got funnier and funnier. Old School was good. The problem with Old School is a lot of those movies are like, it's so funny. you got these great moments, but then they have to throw this story on it, and it's like, whatever. <laughs> well, no, no, but, but, but G-Nice, I remember like, so Party Crash is the, the same way. Cool. Old school is a perfect example of what we used to do every day before we started writing, right? What we call the daily pitch, where we try to come up with like a real, like a high concept, like film, <clears throat> like, you know, 15 minutes, whatever, throw out a log line. And 15 kinda... minutes, that shit would go like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to get it. It was kind of like, it was kind of like our, our little, you know, mental layups, whatever. But it seems mm-hmm. like the type of movie where it's like, it got sold in the room. Sure. Where, you know, mm-hmm. sure. it's like, it's, you know, these guys living in a frat or whatever, boom, sold, you know? Yeah, but it was like, yeah, and it's really fun, but it's, I mean, I always feel like it's a good movie, but I don't ever want to watch it over and over again. You know what I mean? It's a good movie, but I don't like, I wouldn't put it on my shelf. There's certain scenes like when they go to kidnap the guys and they've got the Metallica playing and they're in the van <laughs> and then like Blue's funeral, all that stuff. There's like scenes in it that you could watch on a loop. Yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah, but it's it's not like like with me and Boomerang, the the the, the required mention each podcast Boomerang, where I watch it every three months on GP. I mean, that just has to be done. So, yeah, Boomerang right. is it's a, not is a fucking excellent movie, though. That's that's an excellent movie that continues to stay on the test of time. Eddie Murphy is you, no better in that movie. He's, I'm I'm a little, I'm a little disturbed right now, G Nice, because we're actually agreeing. Like we've agreed on this for years. We've agreed on this. Look, I know things. You guys, are whatever, but I know things, and that is a really. It's a fucking fantastic movie. You sound like Tyrion right there. Like, I drink and I know things. It's not, it's not hate. I have standards. You guys do what you do, but that's fine. But, <laughs> but it's not hate. It's called standards. My mom taught me that. And the other oh, thing is, you, Boomerang is a very, very, very good movie. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Standards. Um, moving on. What is your next birthday movie, Kevin? I would say my next, my next pick is going to be, G-Nice can't predict this, The Birthday Girl. Nicole Kidman. That is so fucking out. That is so funny. 
<laughs> he, he stole yours? He stole yours? I love it. He no, he didn't steal mine. He did not steal mine. He literally Googled this and pulled them all out. Let's go. <laughs> the Birthday Girl. Nicole Hold Kidman. On. Top birthday movies. Birthday Girl. It's in the title. Go. What, what could be better? She's a mail-order bride from Russia. She comes over here, barely speaks to her, the guy who bought her or however that works. And uh, halfway through it or whatever, it's her birthday. Her cousins come from Russia. And all hell breaks loose, and yeah. boom! I barely remember this. I might have to do a little research on that. I don't remember that. Okay, interesting. The birthday girl. Uh, Birth- have anything to add? She nice because I have zero. I don't even remember this movie. I've seen it. It was not awesome. Okay. <laughs> oh, Vince <laughs> Cassell. Wait, you don't think it's awesome, Kevin? You're only saying it because it's a birthday movie. I enjoy. What, uh, that's what this is about. Right, right, but you're not. You it still want to enjoy, very, right? I enjoyed it. It was very solid. <laughs> very solid. Almost all right, good. all right. Quit, quit stalling, G Nice. We know you all don't. Right. Do oh, I got mine. I got mine. Okay, so mine, okay. mine is one of my all-time favorite movies. Anyway, so this works itself out just fine. My birthday movie is True Romance because there's the great scene where she meets he meets the great Alabama Whirly because it's his birthday and she shows up at the sun at the flicks of the movie and that's how they meet because she's been bought for him to be there at the movie flick and they meet at the bar. Booyah, great scene, great fucking movie. I fuck Elvis. I, I always said if I was a dude I fuck Elvis. I fuck Elvis too. Great fucking movie. Boom. Boom. Yeah, okay. No, that qualifies. I know it qualifies. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, anything anyone else wants to add? I, I, have, I have no qualms. You guys all know that's a great movie, correct? Tarantino, great dialogue. Very good movie. That's yeah, a, yeah, I enjoy True Romance. Great, right. great I owned movie. it for a while. I, when I had that massive wall of <laughs> VHS and DVDs and shit, I owned it for a while. I enjoy the movie. That's a fantastic um, movie. It's a fucking great movie. It's like, <laughs> it's like, like a, Where's Peter? He would be loving this right now. He loves Twisted, he twisted love story, but still so good. And, Full of action and Pritchard and funny and Pritchard Arcade is like super sexy hot in that and she's like gully and she's like down for whatever. Apparently the in the actual script, he dies. Really? And then he dies and then the whole thing ends with him. And then I guess uh who's the Tony Scott was like, no, no, he's gotta he's gotta stay alive. Hmm. Ah, Tony Scott, gone too soon. Loved his movies. Um, okay, Patricia, so Arquette, guess... Patricia Arquette also in Pulp Fiction with a nice little uh, nope role. Nope. No. Her sister, nope. Her sister. Nope. Well, whatever. Rosanna. Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> not the same. Not the same. You gotta put today. Not nope. <laughs> this nope. kind of the same. Oh uh, no. Nope. Basically the same. Unchocolate. Unchocolate. Chocolate Cardinal. Okay. Uh, all right. So I'm going to do my last pick, my third. Uh, this one's a little bit off the board, so I saved it for last because I knew none of y'all mofos would pick it. Uh, I'm going with In Time, in a movie that no one saw but me. I actually paid Wait, cash Justin Timberlake? The theater. Justin Timberlake. Um, uh, who was the girl in that? I want to the say hot chick. She was hot. No, it, it was. was... <laughs> I don't think, maybe it wasn't Jessica Biel, but it was actually. I need to. I probably need to IMDb this. But no. But it, uh, Justin Timberlake. Basically, the whole premise. It's kind of like a a Gattaca esque type future where basically you stop aging at twenty five, and it's got like a, it's got a really interesting sci fi premise to it. Uh, it. It's a bit. It's a bit of an adventure. I enjoyed it. I like. Who is the girl? I can't remember either, and I'm trying not all to right, look I'm, it up. All right, all right, I'm, I'm looking up real quick. Uh, Cheating. Time. Um. And oh, Amanda Safe. I never can say her name right. Safe Safe ride. 
She's it. Is it was her? I don't remember. Yeah, the one from um. No, the there were three from, girls. Uh, there were three girls in uh, it. Big Love. The girl from Big Love. Oh, Olivia Wilde. That's right. That's who. Yeah. That's right. 13, 13, 13. She was in um, vinyl. You know. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah she was. We. You, you watched push. vinyl, Kevin? I watched every episode of vinyl. Yeah. Vinyl was. Too. That shit was a hot mess, but I was there for it because I, I'm there for anything that creates a world. Like you saw the Get Down, right? On yes. Netflix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anything that gives you that type of world, a world where I've been to, like the seventies, New York, crazy. Okay, I'm in. And I loved, I loved when they when they put in like uh, David Bowie was in there, and uh, yeah, they had, yeah, yeah, like the the it, actors, the famous people. That was pretty studio cool. cameos from these other rock stars in the seventies. I thought that was great, but HBO did not. No, well, I mean, come on, that thing was a mess. I mean, the buildings fall, fell on them twice or something. I, what were we doing here? It's crazy. That was yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what thing is? Right. that movie that show was like what's his name i don't know his name he's super charismatic yeah, bobby Cavalli. he he's was cool. great he's awesome he's great i mean the whole like the story just got weirder and stranger and like more and more out of control but it didn't yes. really matter because you were like oh that's cool as long as it kept sort of talking about the music world that was fun well it had our boy um uh boy romano no, no, well, yeah, he was, he was, he was good, great, right? too. Good, yeah. just, seeing, just seeing Raymond in between dueling sets of boobs, there you go, Greg, <laughs> boobs, uh, was, was pretty awesome to see. But no, I'm talking about the, the, the black dude. His name is Eto Essendo, I think. That's his name. Oh, he's the, like, the, he's like a, the 70 singer? Yeah, oh, yeah, the, the guy had his throat messed up. And he's, you know, oh, he's yeah, kind of he like becoming that, that dude. You see, you see him in Born, you see him in Vinyl, you saw him on some other stuff. And uh, quick aside, my little brush of fame, um, I saw him, or he randomly like liked one of my uh, one of Cinema Draft's uh, graphic cards on Instagram. And if you aren't following Cinema Draft on Instagram, you need to. We got some really cool shit at Cinema Draft. Anyways, um, he randomly liked one of our one of our graphic cards for Born because he's in you know Jason Bourne movies. <clears throat> and then and I was like, oh okay, I'm just gonna hit him up on DM because I just heard him on the Denzel Washington podcast and, and he and he killed it on that and I was like yeah you know and I kind of listed randomly all the stuff that I'd seen him in I'm like oh wow I guess I am a fan of your work keep it up you know vinyl and I said I told him in the thing like vinyl's weird but you know good job you know way to get a check keep it moving good job I'm born etc etc and he hit me back like hey really cool appreciate it I'm like all right there you go I the fame. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Jay Devlin told me that uh, on our uh, micropod yesterday, when we were breaking down the results, and that of course can be found at uh, at anywhere our podcasts are are delivered. Cinema Draft Podcast. Uh, he also he told us how he saw Peter Berg like five days ago pumping gas. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of those like random anecdotes that go nowhere. I'm like all right, while doing coke. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, with a five day shadow. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta have to love a world where he's like the owner of a team in Ballers. He's the owner of the Miami <laughs> Dolphins in Ballers. Like, really? Yeah, Ballers Cotty was ridiculous, right? No? Am I alone on this? I watched, I watched every episode, but it was... Yeah. I mean, it's like... Look, it's it's cotton candy. It's it's the sports version of Entourage, and I'm here for it. That's all I gotta say. I can, it's the type of shit I can just turn on and not think about any. Like I can I can swipe through my Tinder and Bumble profiles while I'm watching that show and not miss a single beat. It's just it's just it's it's delicious. I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, so so are we on you now, Kevin? Or yes. My last pick, which pick? Greg G. Nice does not know. A little bit on the borderline here, but I'm gonna go with this is forty. <coughs> <laughs> birthday, birthday theme movie. Well, I don't know. You just, you just went down the list. 
You just, you just found a website. It went down the list. That, that, that was an organic pick from my brain, as was the game. I, yeah, like the game. Uh, I kind of like this is 40. Go ahead. Speak this is 40. It. I thought if you remove Eric Bana from the movie and take out that 45 minutes, I think it was it would have gotten nominated for something. Because I thought it was funny, it was poignant, hit all the different layers of the is sort of the maybe the pinnacle of sort of Apatow dumb, but but he got in his own way and nobody told him to cut out Eric Bana. And <laughs> it was like forty five minutes too long. Oh yeah, those are a lot of uh, Apatow movies these days. Is that they're just a little too long. Like you know, Funny People. I really enjoyed Funny People. Long as shit. No one else enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Still a little bit too long. Wait, but isn't am I am I getting this mixed up? Isn't that Forty People? Oh wait a minute, that was that was Funny People. Oops, that's See? the wrong movie. This uh, is hold on, hold on. Were, were you, no, it's Patricia Arquette. It's Patricia Arquette. <laughs> right, exactly. Chocolate Cardinal. This is 40, though, was about his wife turning 40, and what's-his-face was in it. What's the dude's name? The funny dude. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd was funny. Yeah. I like, thought the scene of him sitting on the toilet with his, with his iPad was funny. For some reason, that was very funny to me. White people problems, you know, west of the 405. <laughs> TM. <laughs> White people problems, TM. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I enjoyed it, though. I, th I thought it was yeah, – I, was, I wasn't anywhere near 40 when it came out, but I was like, okay, I can kind of sort of not really relate because they, they, they were set up. He was like a music executive, right, and he had all these, you know, mm -hmm. you know first world problems. But, you know, it's – He's trying to find himself. Writer. I was annoyed by him riding his bike at the end. That annoyed me. Hmm. The scene with like running to figure his life out was on a bike. I just thought, eh, I don't know anything. Well, Gene Ice, you were there. You were there when you got this very crucial note of how to write a romantic comedy or whatever. Is it always? I know it's run. annoying though. There it has was to annoying. be a run, preferably in the rain. <laughs> yeah, preferably in the rain, and then and, and then end with the marriage. The um, the uh, the other thing is, uh, she's attractive and she's a very good actress. Her voice hurts me a little bit. His wife, oh, Leslie Mann. His wife, yeah. She's very good, but you just it's kind of a little chalkish, right? A little chalk on the board, a little bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I, I I can see how someone might not like it. I like her though. I think she's she's funny and talented, and I'm I'm glad that she's getting you know as you know uh, not to as much shine, but she's getting her shine. She's getting hers now. Now that their kids are getting a little bit older. Uh, all right, so Greg, <laughs> G Knight, bring it in. All right, in my my final my my final. Uh, is uh, leaving Las Vegas, and it's the scene where he uh, is laying on the couch, and she is giving him all these gifts. This is a very sweet, fucked up scene where she's like, they basically agree to like be together until he dies. He's gonna drink himself oh. to death, and she's like, I accept you for this, and for then she gives her all these little presents, and then the last present she gives him is a flask, and he says something like, uh, "Yep, I'm with the right girl." And it's very fucked up and horrible and super sweet and kind and like a really screwed up wonderful movie. And that scene is, I think his that scene is that scene is either his birth. I think the scene is his birthday, or he does things that sure. you would do, it, or he does things that you would do at his birthday. <laughs> okay, for purposes of this podcast, we'll just say it's his birthday. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> How dare yeah. you, G-Nice? You're killing your own brand right now, bringing pathos and drama and, and poignancy. What's wrong with you? Those are, those are, that's a great, I mean, that's a, he is, 
fantastic in that movie. I don't think he's done anything as nearly as good, except Valley Girl. But he was mm. really, really good. I just saw Raising Arizona. Again. Oh yeah, yeah, good call, good call. Raising Arizona is great. H I. Great. He doesn't have a huge role, but he's he's really good in Snowden. I mean, you know, he he's kind of settling into this part of his career where he's like, all right, I'm not gonna get the lead of anything except for these director video or basically paycheck films, pay off his IRS bill or whatever it is he's got going on. <laughs> and so and so he's kind of settled in when it comes to these you know studio films and like you know third or fourth lead or whatever, and just kind of delivering you know you know medium hits. And he's a I mean I don't know if that's necessarily his ceiling. At this age, like you can still see some of these older actors turn up, especially I mean, especially mm-hmm. the guys. But he's kind of content to just you know get a paycheck, live a quiet life for now. He's not trying to win no Oscars or anything anytime soon. He's just chilling. Well, he's great in this. He, he was. You guys mm-hmm. have seen this, right? You guys have both seen this. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one? You never saw Leaving Las Vegas? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I used to own it. I saw Leaving Las Vegas. Really, Kevin? You've never seen it? Oh, All right, so, so quick premise. Guy, no, Kevin, I know, I know what it's about. I know. No, it. no, Kevin, this is your last podcast. You're done. That is Sorry, awesome. There are rules. Awesome. What the hell's wrong with you? I have to see all of your movies? That's correct. You understand the rules now. It's like the anti-pretty woman. I'm going to drink myself to death. I'm going to get me a hooker, and I'm just going to go out in style. Jesus. Well, you make it sound a lot more fun than it is. It's it's like that, but super sad. That sounds fun? That no, that sounds like fun. Yeah, but he said it all smiling and shit. It's like super sad from the beginning to the end. And Elizabeth Shue. Podcast listeners can't see my smile. She's, she's good. Well, they can see her their skateboard pads. They can see your smile, too. Adventures in babysitting. She's excellent at that too. But she, she's disclaimer. G Nice has had a lifelong crush on Elizabeth Shue just because she came to his classroom. One that's day. correct. I did meet her. I totally flirted with her. In my head, I could have got her. She, in my head. In reality, in reality, in reality. That tale that same day, he's like, oh, we were flirting. It was great. It was, it was, great. It was great. It was great. All the kids were like, yo, what's up? You're trying to flirt with her? I was like, no, nah, she wanted me. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> All the ladies want G Nice. Okay, well, so that. That'll wrap up our, our main topic this episode, our three birthday movies. I'm not even going to recap them because that was just pretty much a shit show. I'll tell you mine. 16 Candles, True Romance, Leaving Las Vegas, boom. <laughs> Kevin, do you want to recap yours? Uh, mine were... Just spell the, the game, website you got them from. Just just put the website on. <laughs> the game, <laughs> Birthday Girl, and This is 40. And mine were City Slickers, uh, yeah, <laughs> old school yeah, and in time. There we go. That's right. I'm wait, this thing on wait a minute. You know what I realized? You never explained why that's a birthday movie. There's a birthday scene in there. Like you don't like remember? Somebody in the background? No. Similar no, to the they, way they Glory was a, they a birthday party. It was like a big, you know, <laughs> Glory has. Are you kidding? There's a well. Uh. All right, so we're getting to this segment where we go a little bit. That, that movie could have been good, by the way. That could have been a good movie in time. In time, it was. It was. It, it was, was solid. Like a, I think it, it was, was like an interesting years. idea. Ah, three no one's time, but it's. But you know why? But here's the thing: because Justin Timberlake is a very so no, he's a very talented singer. And he I'm tore, not, what does uh, Janet Jackson have to say about him? He was good. I like. I like. What did Janet Jackson say about him? Don't touch uh, me. <laughs> we, we so he's he's another in our basket deplorables. One that yeah. that we can take back. Oh, <laughs> here's Chuck the thing. Right. He he is he he needs to. This is the first. It's hard. It's for a very long time. He took roles where he was a singer in the movie, and I feel like that's you shouldn't do that. And then he started to take 
parts where he's got such like a I don't know. Like, I don't believe him as a soldier. Do you think he could kick your ass? I don't get that vibe. You know what I mean? And then, and then like, and like in this, he's like this guy who's running around. He just, it's because he's got like such a soft voice that it's hard for me to see him as like tough. Now, you know what I mean? mean? His lane really is like movies like Friends with Benefits. He was really good Mila Kunis. I like the movie. Yeah, but doesn't that just feel like a really long Saturday Night Live scene? Like, <laughs> like he's great in those sketches, right? Because they're goofy yeah. and silly. He can just act stupid and he's perfect. It's really hard to take him seriously as a character, and I feel like I feel bad because I do think he's talented. And he's a, you know, he's becoming a really like he's a good musician. But it just he's feels married, like he's married to, to Jessica Biel. I do not feel bad for him one bit. Wait, did I say I felt bad? <laughs> yes, you did. That's not what I Question Yeah, no, I don't feel bad for him. He has millions of dollars. <clears throat> I'm just saying that, like you know, I I don't take him seriously. I just it's try I tr I have trouble with his movies. Gotcha. All right, so I am bringing this back on track because we have Never. 17 minutes before I'm out of here and shutting this whole thing down. Okay, so basically we are uh, we, we are here for the game sim draft. This is Jay Devlin's favorite segment. This is where we go into the shot list and we talk about what makes a good call sheet. And we actually have a surprise guest call sheet today. I'll get to that in a moment. What is Cinema Draft? It is the fantasy <laughs> version of the movies. You draft yeah. 10 actors who are assigned a dollar value salary. You have $100,000 in budget. You try to get all 10 of your actors onto your call sheet. No more, no less, must be 10. You must draft at least one actor from each of the three release types of movies. Wide, 2,000 screens and up. Limited, uh, five, between 500 and 1999 screens and then platform 500 or less screens you know, must have one of each on your on your call sheet we have this concept called headliners in which you have uh, two per movie these are the stars their points are worth 40 percent more for example suicide squad earns 100 million in a weekend margot robbie gets 100 points but will smith gets 140 that's right, he gets that 40% bonus. Our game is free to play, and we are opening beta testing wide. Odell Beckham in the net style. <laughs> we are going live with it. Uh, we, by the time you listen to this, we should hopefully uh, ha be on our new server. Uh, if you are already logged in, please make sure to log out and log back in, because you may not see our newest uh, our newest tournaments. <clears throat> uh, we are experiencing 33% growth from last week. Let's keep it going. Keep it going. Uh, oh, which reminds me of something else I'm watching. Insecure, great show. Uh, <laughs> and I want to bring us to uh, the shot list. These are views and views and news you can use to pick the winning call sheet. The first section of the shot list is what we call the A-list. These are actors you'll definitely want on your call sheet. Uh, I am picking Tom Cruise with Jack Reacher for obvious reasons. The marketing is everywhere. It is a must-play. You're going to want a headliner stack. Your two Jack Reacher headliners with Kobe Smulders. She's also around 19,000, I believe. Uh, Jack Reacher Never Go Back is the building block of your call sheet this weekend. Also, I would advise you adding Gal Gadot, Keeping Up with the Joneses, 12,900. It is a wide release. Uh, it's cheaper than two head. Uh, she's cheaper than two headliners. I think the other headliner I made was Zach Galifianakis. Uh, and for whatever reason, in all the tracking, this movie is getting no 
respect. They're picking it at like 10 million, maybe 9 million. You know, I mean, it is a crowded release uh, weekend. There's about five uh, wide new releases. I don't think it's going to get lost in the shuffle. It seems to be like a, has all the elements of a low key hit. It's, you know, got attractive, likable leads. It's got one of those high concept premises that Greg and I used to pitch. You know, what if the people, the neighbors next door were secret agents? And also, it's got a bit of comedy. Some stuff blows up. There are a few laughs. I mean, what's not to like? And so for all of those who overweight tracking predictions, <clears throat> Jay Devlin, uh, <laughs> this one, she will be lightly owned. Uh, so get you some Gal Gadot for your call sheet. Any thoughts about the A-list, gentlemen? You know, Tom Cruise, you can't go wrong. That's it. That's it. All right. Tom Cruise, Jack Reacher. Uh, all right. So co-starring is the next segment of the shot list. These are some values you'll want to look out for this weekend. Uh, I'm a big fan of hers, mostly because she's just dropped dead gorgeous in a very next door neighbor way. Her name is Elizabeth Reeser. She's in this movie, Ouija, Origin of Evil. She is only $9,000 and it is a wide release with an estimated 2,500 screens, perhaps. Uh, and basically they are all alone in this horror genre, Ouija, Origin Evil. Halloween is coming. You know, so do not be surprised this movie debuts in third place with 12 to 15 million, even if horror is not your thing, because it's definitely not my thing. And I only say that because this genre is notoriously front-loaded. All these horror-type movies, <clears throat> any time of the year they come out, your saws of the world, what have you, tend to to really bring them out the first, you know, weekend or two, and then, you know, they, they're they done. So so definitely get you some Elizabeth Reeser. It's an opening weekend type film. You'll probably get some some bonus points. She might be, you know, lightly owned only because people don't really, you know, know what Ouija is. Hasn't been a ton of marketing that I've seen, really, uh, and it might be flying under the radar of mass market people, but the people love horror and Halloween's coming. You know, they're going to flock to this movie. Uh, the other co-starring value I think you should definitely have is Aaron Eckhart from Sully. He is the cheaper of the two headliners, the other one being Tom Cruise, of course. He is at 8600 It is expected to fall to limited release. Sully's been out forever. It's been out since uh, early September. Um, and it's just dependable. It's steady. We're going to see a glut of movies and actors in the limited release category this week, only because you have people, you have all these films that are sliding just below 2000 that have been out for about five to, to six weeks. And Sully's one of those films, but unlike those other films, Sully keeps packing in, you know, four or five million a weekend. So when you get basically one point per 500,000, if you're getting, you know, another four or five million from Sully, that's another 10 points, which will, could be the difference in winning the Cinema Draft game this weekend. So take a look at Aaron Eckhart for Sully. What do you guys think? Any uh, co-stars you want, might want to add to your call sheet this weekend? I have no idea. I did okay. play the game this week, and I have uh, several stars that you mentioned. Okay, all right, so we're going to get to yours right after we do the cutting room floor, my favorite part. Right. I think Greg might have taken a powder since he has absolutely I'm right here. I'm right here. Team or, <laughs> or supporting Cinema Draft at all. You're, I told you. are never coming back. Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, we're going to get you in this game. We're going to study Kevin's call sheet real quick, and we're going to get you in this game, damn it. If I have to drag Kevin's it to the screen. call sheet is going to be wrong. <laughs> no, but the good thing wrong. is that – well, 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 we don't know all this. First of all, I'd love to see your call sheet, sir. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, he's got until Thursday, 10 p.m. to change it. 
That's uh, right. Once again, a reminder, uh, theater counts lock at 6 p.m. Pacific. So that's when we lock in the amount of theaters, screens, and release types for the movies and the actors on in the talent pool. So if you have a call sheet made before then, definitely double check it after 6 p.m. Pacific to make sure that you have a valid call sheet with an actor from all three release types under budget, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so the cutting room floor, basically skip these losers. Uh, sadly, I hate to say this, but my favorite actor, but any and all of The Magnificent Seven, it's a wide release, and as much as I love Denzel, this movie is still too wide for its own good right now for this game. It's still going to be an, an, at an anticipated 2,500 screens, probably going to make maybe four or five million, if that. That's probably even being generous. So if you need four or five points, find them elsewhere. Uh, you can just kind of skip that. And then also, all the Birth of a Nation, now that it's... Now that it's satisfied, it's two-week obligatory you know, run in the theaters. It's going to fall off a cliff. It is going to drop. I'm estimating it's going to drop to about 900 screens from its current 2,100. It's going to be limited release. It's going to make maybe 1, $1.5 million. I mean, you're, if you need three points that badly, just, you know, I mean, draft anything else. Draft, draft, draft a platform release. Just do anything, but draft this movie. Uh, I, I, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a movie to be endured, not enjoyed. Uh, it's, it's a one-off, but you know, it's 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 the, that, that the Oscar campaign against it's really been effective, and it's had its run. It's done. So that's the cutting room floor. Any movies coming out this weekend you're excited to see, gentlemen? Uh, I'm excited to see something that's not even on the board, which is uh, Moonlight. You did uh, mention that, yeah, yeah. Talk of Moonlight for a second. The only reason why it wasn't listed is because it's only estimated to be like one of those New York, LA runs. So it might only be on yeah. two screens. So, mm -hmm. uh, so when it opens a little wider, it will definitely be part of the talent pool. I'm very interested in that as well. Yeah, Moonlight, uh, directed by Barry Jenkins, who did Medicine for Melancholy, a uh, film that came out like '08-ish, uh, which Greg probably hated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is this is. Uh, Got Andre Holland, who was in oh the Nick. The Nick. Yo, the are they bringing that back? I love the Nick. I miss the Nick. I I don't know. I mean, I think the story wise, it's still open. I think, uh, but that's one of the best. Wait, he was the doctor. He was the yeah, he was the doctor. Dude, the doctor. Um, but it was Clive Owen was sort of the main was the leader. Yeah, that's a good, that's uh, a good but, show. Yeah, great show, great show. Uh, Andre Holland is in it along with. Uh, the guy name. I don't know how to pronounce her name, his name, but uh, he oh, plays my, the my, bad guy. Oh, oh yeah, M Ali. Let's put him on M Ali. Yeah. The the guy in Luke Cage, uh, Cottonmouth. Yeah, Cottonmouth from Luke Cage, uh, and it's all about like black male sexuality and identity and all that sort of stuff. And uh, it's gotten rave reviews. I think there's some Oscar buzz behind it, so I'm interested uh, in seeing Barry Jenkins follow up with those with that cast. Excellent. And, and G Nice, we know you never go to movies, but if you were to go to a movie, what would you see this weekend? Uh, I would see the Medea. <laughs> you, know, oh, you know what? Okay, we're going to get to our boy. I've, I've had enough of this nonsense. All right, we're going to get to our boy Kevin Garnett's call sheet. No, I would, I would see No, all jokes aside, I would, I, would see Jack, I would see Jack retry. I think that looks cool. And then, really? I would. He doesn't, here's the thing he might be a crazy man, but he does a good job. Consistently, that, that's the that's first Jack Reacher movie. The, the first Jack Reacher movie was was very entertaining. He's good. He's always good. He's he's always good. He's probably not well, but he's always really good. 
consistently. Like name a movie yeah. he's bad. He's always he's, he's consistently always good. good. He's consistently good. So I'd see that, and I would also see the accountant because that seems amusing to me. Okay, but you know, the accountant is really good. Actually, you, you like the accountant is a little deeper than you think it is. About you know dealing with the spectrum and autism and all that sort of stuff. It's it's really mm. good. I enjoyed it. I I also have to. I look at movies now because I'm not actually going to go. But I look at movies now as in movies I'd have to be stay awake to see. So it has to be explosions. Okay. So I don't. <laughs> And I, would, I do want to see the Magnificent Seven. I, you know, I, I heard it's okay, but I would see it. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. You'll, it's you'll, you'll like it on a rental. Uh, all right, so, so here we are. We are in the actually hold on, graphics. Graphics. Uh, why am I stuck on? Oh well, okay, this is weird. Usually it has like a. Anyways, all right, so there we go. Presenting. All right, so. So here we are inside the Cinema Draft game. This is the contest lobby. Show what's upcoming. It's early. These will all get filled, I'm sure. Fingers crossed. Uh, and basically, the feature presentation, that's what everyone's gunning for. It's the one with the most prizes, 90 bucks to first. This game is free to play. People have been cashing out. It is a real thing. So definitely come and bring your A game. And let's take a look at our boy, yeah. <laughs> Cornell Westside. All right, so I promise mm. you this. so stupid. I'm, this name would have been lit about 20 years ago when I was a freshman at Morehouse and before he went crazy. He's a crazy man now. I love him. He's got a huge intellect, but my God, Cornell West is a crazy man. He was awesome. awesome. He was awesome in The Matrix. <laughs> oh, well, actually, you know what? A... I can't. Actually, we can't see your call sheet. Can you? Can you bring up your call sheet and screen share? Because I forgot these. Uh, we can't oh. see other people's call sheets until the game locks. That's my bad. I totally how do forgot. I? How do I screen share? That? So on the right, on the left hand side, there's a little thing underneath the mm. chat. That's a little green thing. That's like screen share. Click that, and then they'll offer you some choices on which screen to share. I know this must be riveting for podcast listeners. <laughs> hit Google Hangouts. Google yeah, Hangout. so you're, you're, in, you're in your Hangout. On the yeah. left-hand side, you see where it says chat, like the little box. Underneath chat, it should be yeah, a I green hit screen. That and, and now there's a couple of things. Yeah, so so do the do the one that's got your... Oh, you people listening, you're, you're missing out on some comedy right here. These two are not going to be able to figure this out. We, 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 we may have to cut around this if it gets too much longer. No, 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 no please keep this. <laughs> this is gold, Jerry, gold. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, there you go. Attaboy. Is that it? No? That's it. No, that's it. I, I see it. That's it. Are you guys, can you guys see it? Because I can't see it now. I can see it on the little screen, but not the big screen. No, no. Hold on. I'm, I'm, somehow Boom. I messed up is the camera it? work, but here we go. There we go. All right. So this is your call sheet. Most likely subject to change. Give me the rationale behind your thinking, and I'll tell you where you went wrong. Just kidding. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Tom Cruise, he's there. Good actor. Tyler Perry. When he puts on the dress, the people come out to see him. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> That's and, also no, and, and also, I'll, I will also note that those uh, those stars next to each other's names, those that designate headliners, those are the ones that are going to get you the 40% bonus. That's a good start so far. Get that bonus. So Emily Blunt, she's in what movie again? Girl on Train. Love Girl on the Train. Yes, I haven't see seen it. What's her real Very good. Her name it's is hard. Blunt. Emily Blunt. That's her name. Her real name is That's fun. not a reference to Smoking Weed. Oh, God, she's you know what? Keep, keep it moving, Kevin. We're we're right Toby right Toby Huss. I needed the platform movie. I worked with him a long He's time. He's great ago. on Hold Catch Fire. That actually, Boom. I meant to say that's what I'm watching. That season finale was awesome. That's a great show. Totally slept on. Totally. Uh, Elizabeth Reeser. She's in that um, Ouija movie. Yes. Yes. So I picked her because, like you said, horror. I figure near Halloween, it's going to come up. 
this Good. this uh, Glickman person, I just needed the money. Uh, <laughs> a David, David Oyelo, British. Oyelo, uh, wanted, to that, wanted to get that limited release thing and then support uh, that movie as best I could here in the in the thing. Kevin Hart. The rest of these were just sort of like to fill in and and use my money here. Uh, Sadikus, I thought Storks might make some money. Okay. That's not a bad call. She actually, you know, I'm gonna freeze it for a second. Let's take a closer look. Uh, so, so I, I think you're you're good with Jack Reacher, even with most of the projections being really low. We're actually having um, a side bet uh, going on over in the the group chat. And actually, and this is actually, I'm gonna offer up to our listeners a chance to join our group chat. I'm trying something new, a little different. Uh, I'm just trying to keep an open group text. With uh, basically, we're gonna talk about all things in the draft. The public is free to join. The name of this group text. <laughs> I'm sorry, I kind of enjoy the name of this thing. The name of this group text is called <laughs> Marcus Graham's Secret to His Salmon. Parentheses Cinema Draft, because of course, <laughs> boomer all day long. And anyway, so if you if you go to to group me uh, and look up uh, Marcus Graham's Secret to His Salmon Cinema Draft, uh, you should be able to find us. Join it. Join us is free or whatever. Uh, we'll be talking, wagering, all things about Cinema Draft the game, bitching about salaries. Everyone's complaining about the tight pricing this week, which is awesome. Means I've done my job. So yeah, so check that out uh, in our group text. But basically, so we were talking about how uh, Jack Reacher, the projections that are out there right now, are people feel burned by the accountant. So they're trying to avoid repeat mm. of the accountant. So they're so they're definitely headliners stacking um, Jack Reacher because even even if it's first and even at like twenty five million, it's still going to be ten million you know ahead of the nearest movie most likely. So I would advise headliner stacking Jack Reacher. Uh, Emily Blunt is going to her third weekend. I don't think you're gonna get as much value there for the price. I think you're paying mm-hmm. you up at thirteen thousand two hundred for. You know, for Loki yeah. Bay, I love her, but you know she's too expensive. Um, mm-hmm. So I would replace her, maybe, maybe, maybe headliner stack Medea. Um, mm-hmm. Those <laughs> movies t- tend to do well. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't stand them, but you know, I would headliner stack those movies, and then the rest of your call she's not bad. Uh, Queen of Cotway, I think you can skip because even though it will be mm-hmm. a limited release, like I said, I think at least at least at this point, it's not reflected in the call sheet right now or in the talent pool right now. But I'm pretty sure Sully's going to slip under two thousand and be a limited release. So when it does, mm-hmm. after call sheet lock, we after a theater count lock at six p.m. on Thursday, uh, Pacific, definitely uh, re- double check your call sheet and slip in Sully most likely. There, there, there are several that I'm that I'm guessing are going to be in the limited release uh, category. Let me let me share real quick uh, before we get out of here uh, the spreadsheet I go off of, really, um, and that is where'd it go? There we go. Uh, this is this is kind of what I what I use to before I start the values. And as you can see under limited, we're expecting mastermind, eh, masterminds, I can't stand that. I don't know how it's still there. Birth of a Nation is going to be a bit of a dog. Queen of Cotway is going to be around, but I still think Sully, you know, if, you know, those older folk go to movies late, they're going to mm-hmm. come in and, and check it out. So I think Sully might be your best bet for a limited release movie value. And then I'm curious about this, I'm not ashamed. It's pegged at exactly 500 screens. That sounds kind of weird. I think it'll be a little bit over, which is why I'm putting it limited. So I'm not ashamed I think is another faith-based film by I want to say mm. Pure Flix. So, and we know the, the faith-based community they they turned out for Priceless. Their Priceless I think was on the winning call sheet with um, our mystery man uh, BTTF. This dude came in and won four of five, <laughs> four mm. of five of our contest. 
$128 in total. So, hey, BTTF, wow. if you listen to this podcast, holla at your boy. You know, podcast.cinemadraft at gmail.com. Get on the podcast. We want to learn more about you. Teach us your, your mystical ways <laughs> of the call sheet. So, yeah, so that, that's, that's a good start, uh, KG. I'm, I'm glad to see you're, you're getting one in there. G Nice, mm-hmm. you're on the clock. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're just going to leave it dead silent. <laughs> podcast uh you're gonna you're gonna join us this week you have until thursday 10 p.m pacific time to submit your call sheets that will do it this week oh actually before we go our over under this week uh jack reacher 26 million or more i'm going to take the over peter by default you're stuck with the under if you can join us uh next next week uh actually we might be recording late next week so we're gonna have a special guest uh fingers crossed but it should be a good friend of mine uh Working black uh, writer producer uh, Lolita Files, T, you know TM twice. She's uh, she should be hosting the podcast as I am on location in LA. So tune in next week for that. We will also have a weekend preview this Friday morning, shortly after uh, everything is locked up Thursday night. So we will kind of give a preview. I am pretty sure I'll be joined by the infamous Jay Devlin. Uh, and let's, you know, I want to thank also my guests for this podcast. Returning again, bravely stepping into the ring, Kevin Garnett, working black writer, TM, Hollywood. Chocolate Cardinal. Chocolate Cardinal. <laughs> and G Nice, Greg, the Avatar. What, 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 what? That's right. And everyone's the writer. Try to get to my special effects. That's right. So thanks for everyone watching. Uh, you go Where can you find CinemaDraft? CinemaDraft.co. Sign up for the free beta. We are live, wide, no barriers, no sign-up forms. Just click on the button and sign up. Follow us at Twitter, at Play CinemaDraft. Facebook, CinemaDraft. Instagram, at CinemaDraft. Medium slash, at CinemaDraft. Pinterest, CinemaDraft. We have. We are also on iTunes, Google, Google Music, SoundCloud. Get our podcast. Download us. Rate us. Like us. Tell people about us. Help us out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, all 12 of you. Mm-hmm.